following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Welcome back, losers. Uh, welcome back to Get In Loser. We're starting a podcast. I am Chupacabra. I am Chop. And I'm Cheetah. And tonight, as many of you guys know, our podcast comes from deep in mafia country. Deep. deep. Uh, we're all we're all diehard Bills fans, and uh, one of the reasons for that is joining us here tonight. I'm happy to introduce my and Cheetah's pops. Hello, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> we never we thought it would never happen, but he's here Ever. in the flesh. Go Bills. Yeah, Let's go. baby. We've completed the family. Finally. <laughs> we have. Nice. I'm so excited. Nice. So uh, I figure tonight we'll go down memory lane and talk about the glory days yeah. of the Bills. We're going to talk about those four Super Bowl runs. Back to back to back to back to back. The greatest comeback game. Oh, was that that game also? Yeah, that was yeah. also uh, the very first Super Bowl. It was the beginning of my family days too, actually. Uh oh! Oh wow! Yeah. So Scotty oh, nice was little history there. Chubo, right? <laughs> it's it's Chubo. Chubo. was born was born in '88. I like Chubo. Hey Chubo, <laughs> that might catch and on. Cheetah. Cheetah was born in '91, like 85 days after the first Super Bowl, which was in January of '91. I believe January twenty seventh, ninety one. You said mom, uh, mom was pregnant with him. Yeah, well, at least something good came out of mom, the sadness. Uh, mom <laughs> right. was six months pregnant or so at that Super Bowl, the first one. Oh, so what you're saying is during Super Bowl times, you and mom were uh, pretty excited. You would say. You would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's pretty cool. I never knew that. Yeah, I, never I got put to, that together. I got that's some fond sweet. memories of uh, being a little kid running around in Zubas and shit, I watching mean, but, the Bills. Yeah, we were all rocking. In the Zubaz at one point. <laughs> I brought him back for tonight in honor. Yeah, we're all decked out. I'm proud of us. Nice. We all got some Bills gear on. Had to, man. Had to go all out. You got, you got to. Hell yeah. If you're going to talk Bills, you got to be Bills attired up. Oh, definitely for sure. So uh, we're going to talk some, some, some K-Gun offense. Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas. Yeah. I got best special teams player ever, Steve, Steve Tasker. Tasker. Yeah. And he's being a Hall of Fame. There's a lot of similarities with this Bills team to the one of the late 80s and early 90s. After 15 years of being in the wasteland of the NFL, (laughs) 9 and 7 and 8 and 8 for years and years and years, they got the young stud quarterback when they got Jim Kelly to come from the USFL. Yep. Because out out of college, he uh, turned down the NFL, went to the USFL. I didn't even know that was a thing. What was the USFL? It was a league started by a bunch of billionaires, including Donald Trump. <laughs> no shit. And uh, awesome. Jim Kelly went and played for the Houston Gamblers, I believe. 
What a and name. When the Bills signed him, which I th- I want to say, now it's been a long time. My dates probably <laughs> could use some work. But I believe in 86, they announced after two years, I think, in the USFL it folded. And uh, the Bills announced they signed Kelly. Well, there was people on the thruway with signs. There was a convoy going down the New York State thruway into <laughs> Buffalo. That's People with awesome. signs and. That was the beginning of the turnaround. That's awesome. Oh, it was like 87, and uh, I'm trying to think. The the year before they went to the Super Bowl, to, they were going uh, in Cleveland, and uh, we had a running back named Ronnie Harmon who dropped a ball in the end zone. So there was some, much like last year in the 13 seconds, and we lost Yikes. to Kansas City. Oh, man. We had a, heart, a crushing defeat back then to the Cleveland Browns. Oof. See, this is so, why. And denying us the right to go to the Super Bowl. So after two years, or the third year perhaps, Kelly got us there, and we were favored in that game. Incredible. Yeah, See, I that's, remember it all like it was yesterday. That's why we needed you. Yeah, man. It's all flooding back in now. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that first year especially because uh, what was great about it, it's it's the big unifier. The whole city, you know, the whole western New York came together. Right. Yeah. Rich, poor, black, yeah. white, everybody came together, had the flags out. You could feel it kind of now. You could feel it now in the air is a buzz. Or the yeah. Western New York's buzzing with uh, hope. Again, and, it's, you know? and it's better when you witness, you know, 30 years of sucking, too. Yeah, I yeah. got to give you a prop. I yeah, yeah. In, yeah, yeah, sprinkle yeah. in. Got to um, give this guy a lot of props because he never wavered, even during the terrible years. And it was a long stretch, man. Long stretch. Long it's, uh, stretch. 27 years. It's uh, it's worth noting, too, that you went through all those terrible years and you still decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to get my sons into this anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So good on you. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's funny you say that about uh, the similarities between the two teams because I was watching Kelly earlier, and he was uh, he had all the time in the world in the pocket. And when he started running, I'm like, man, that looks like fucking Josh. Yeah. Big boy trucking. Kelly couldn't run, though. He couldn't. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, you'd have yeah. to tie him with, me, a, yeah, made with me a, think a of... sundial. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so, big difference. He was, uh, he was a big boy, though. 6'4", right. yeah. whatever. Yeah, 250. But he couldn't run like Josh can run. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's a freak. Josh is a freak. Yeah. In the sixties, the Buffalo Bills were a dominant team in the AFL. Yeah, sixty four, sixty five. I think that were was. they one of the yeah. originals? Yeah, uh, was them New England, New York, and Miami. That's why this Kansas City Chiefs was part of the AFL. They had they had a merger too. Yeah, they I mean, with yeah. The NFL. I, I don't recall the year, but is that uh, hmm. is that back when? Uh, the Patriots were known as the Boston Patriots. Yeah, that was back then yeah, before they came to New England. Patriots. And the owner of the Chiefs and uh, Ralph Wilson, owner of the Bills, they got together. And also, Ke- Lions. kept the AFL afloat with their own personal money for a oh, few wow. years. No shit. That's and badass. then they, they ended up merging with the NFL. Yeah, that's wow. sick. Very cool. What a nice history. Moment yeah, there. I've, I've seen a, um, a ton of back when uh, they would hand draw like cartoons for the games, like well, I say the Bills were playing. Uh, Boston or whatever, they hand-draw the mascots and shit. Yeah. Those things go for a lot of money now. Yeah, the, the first game I went to was in the, the Rock Pile, and they they, they handed out uh, programs. That was like in 1974. Oh, shit. Yeah. When O.J., back when O.J., oh, yeah. they signed O.J. and all that. Juice. O.J. All right, Um. so I guess we can probably talk a little something about the Read a little something about the 90 season, 91 season. Uh, not, 
the nineteen ninety season. It was ninety ninety one, yeah. Yeah, ninety ninety one. Ninety ninety one, ninety ninety three. The four year consecutive years of Super Bowl is still that's still oppressive for any modern sports. You don't see no basketball team except for except for the Lakers except for the um Cavaliers Cavs, and, yeah. and the uh, Warriors that went back five. But in football, the only closest team came to it is New England Patriots. Yeah, yeah they did it three times, I think. Well, they only won like two. Yeah. All right, so uh, determination and desire. Two words describe the team that walked off the field in Cleveland that January after a devastating playoff loss to the Browns. Ronnie Harmon drop. 1990 was going to be their year. By season start, the Bills had signed Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid, and Shane Conlon to long-term contracts. Oof. What a list of names. Dude. Yeah, right? Those are those are names now that are like, it's like <laughs> Bills-like. Like, you know what I mean? That's like Bills like Royalty. pedestal kind yeah. of, yeah. <clears throat> For sure. Uh, injuries to the offensive line during training camp forced the team to make drastic moves, moving rookie Glenn Parker to left tackle. Mitch Frero to left guard and John Davis to right guard, while already having Howard Ballard at right tackle along with Kent Hull at center, and the core of their offense was now intact. Kent Hull was the, uh, Jim Kelly said, was probably the MVP of the whole team, the center. Yeah. Guy who never gets no recognition, but he, ca- he right. called all the plays and stuff. And quick story about House Ballard. I remember he they, he was always listed at 340, and uh, the Bills announcer at the time, or somebody I heard say, he's been he's many ham sandwiches away from being three forty. He was like <laughs> he was like three he was like three seventy five. Uh, he blocked a field goal one game. They put him just in, by standing there. Yeah, they put him. In, they put him in on defense, and then somebody said they put barbecue sauce on the football. So he'd <laughs> so knock it down. So. Yeah. Uh, so that was huge. He was a monster. So you could definitely tell that back then, uh, football season was a little different because you know there ain't no announcers saying stuff like that these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's too, awesome. Too politically huh? correct nowadays. You but know? yeah, but real quick too. Also, I just wanted to talk about how you said uh, that center doesn't get enough recognition. Uh, in the one game, I can't remember what game it was, but that game with the Bills, we realized how important centers are. Because remember, Allen went to go uh, take a knee and he dropped the ball because the guy was so slippery. He was yeah. so greedy, you know what I mean? Like sweating so much. Yeah. So it goes to show you how important those centers are, man. Because without Mitch Morris, man, I don't know. Allen, you know, Allen will be able to pop it off as well. Yeah, the offensive line is like the, uh, they're like the, the hard in like, working class of the football team, you know, the right. guys who fucking just go in there day in, day out and fucking show up. It, it was funny. When I was playing football for maybe one year in high school <laughs> or two years, yeah, one, one or two years, yeah, the O-line would never get no recognition. But we were ones who, you ever notice how Derrick Henry have a good line because you could just push? Yeah, uh, yeah, they do a lot. They open up the pocket, you know, keep keep guys off your your quarterback, right? Especially your blind side. All right, so I think uh, they start the season with the Colts. Maybe hold on, let me take a yeah. look. Yeah, yeah, they do. Season began against the Indianapolis Colts at home. Jeff George was the number one draft choice that year and would start for the struggling Colts. He was a bum. Yeah, yeah. He was knocked out of the game early in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter by a victory or a vicious welcome to the NFL hit from uh, Cornelius <laughs> Bennett. This nickname Biscuit. You know Biscuit why. Bennett. Yeah, you do why if you seen him. A dude was a fucking monster. 
I know. I was Great player, say, though. Yeah, I was going to say Great I recognize player. that name, Cornelius Bennett. I've yeah, they, name they did a big trade with the Indianapolis Colts to get him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, early 90s uh, football, too. Like, I was just talking, uh, you, talking to you the other day about LT, who was like a notorious uh, crackhead, I guess, which I never knew. I was too young to know that. But, uh, like, in the 90s, man, these guys were fucking wild, dude. Yeah, yeah. At the strip club every night. Yeah, it was fucking. crazy, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fucking just the '90s in general kind of just has that. Yeah, energy. late '80s especially mid yeah. mid uh, yeah, the yeah 80s mid too. '80s uh, mid '90s yeah. Uh, it was during that game that no huddle was born. While only used for one drive, Kelly moved the team downfield quickly and efficiently, often confusing the Colts defenders. After the drive, the offensive line uh, begged Kelly, "Please, we aren't going to do that again, are we?" <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, Good. Defenses used to, that's when they started faking injuries to slow down the offense until they caught, you know, they end up catching wise to it after a while. But people were just deliberately faking injuries just to get a breather. But the bad news is it also wears out your offensive right. line, too. Absolutely. But yeah, they could score at will, that K gun offense. Yeah, the K gun, I guess, uh, even still today you hear re- referenced. Yeah, they were the ones that we found. All that new, uh, anytime you see a no huddle now, it kind of stems from that. You know, uh, the Bills and I think the Bengals, there was one other team doing it all the time back then in the 80s, but they were the only ones. Now you see every team do it at least for a little bit. You know? Right. Especially when they're clock managing. Yeah, clock yeah, management. the two-minute drill. Yeah. That's basically what they were doing for the whole game. You know, Jeez, that, that did have to be brutal. Oh, yeah, tough on them. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Drew. Uh, Bruce Smith set a club record with 19 sacks. Smith also had one... 101 tackles in 90. Bruce yeah. Smith, best, man. Best, best player I've ever – best athlete I've ever seen live, probably. That you know, was a beast. He could bend, like, running around, you know, defensive end. So he's running around the corner trying to get by the the left tackle there. Right. And it, he could just bend and just turn his body and use the brute strength and yeah, the speed at say, the same you could, time. You could tell by looking at him he's a fucking brick shithouse, man. There's a great, than hell. There's a great commercial with uh, a great actor, Dennis Hopper. I don't know if you've seen it, the Bad Things, that video. You ever see the old commercial? It sounds, it sounds real familiar, He held up yeah. a sneaker. He wore. He had like a size 14 foot. <laughs> bad, bad things, man. This is Bruce Smith. You know what happens when you mess with Bruce Smith's shoes? Bad things, you know. He, fucking uh, Little he, he, he was in Little Giants, too. Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. In his prime, he was unstoppable. Unstoppable. That's awesome. It's still, still to this day, no one's... Not touch his record yet. Yeah, he's got 200 sacks, I believe. Still the record, yeah. 199 sacks is still no one can touch his Bruce Smith. When I was younger, when I used to watch the Bills, that's who I remember. Yeah, me too. It was Bruce Smith. Like I I remember Andre Reid being phenomenal. Yeah, Yeah. like 12 plus 83 equals 7. I asked asked somebody, like, that math doesn't make sense. It does. (laughs) Like right, like right now, we could do seventeen plus fourteen equals seven, or seventeen plus thirteen equals seven. I don't know. If Dave's been dropping a lot of balls lately. Man, man. I, yeah, it comes through in the clutch. It's like he gets uh he has great games and where he like really shines. They had they had a guy who caught everything they threw to him, Beasley, but let him go. They right. should have kept for him for political but, reasons. But he's not a deep threat, though. Right. Ah, they played him really well though. Just uh, like subbing him in and out, 
and you never knew where he, when he was. I was always open. He, Guy yeah. always got open. Always caught everything. Always, yeah. But um, he oh. didn't even get picked up. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh. Did he didn't get picked up? Did he? He went to the Buccaneers oh, for, he, for like one game. I, yeah, that's what I thought. I think he retired. Yeah. Now. No, no, he yeah, retired. He, he retired yeah, he after because Brady yeah. wasn't giving him no attention. Yeah. Well, it's because they already. Buccaneers already got maybe a stacked teams. So they didn't really need. Maybe them, they'll but. go after OBJ. Maybe, maybe that I, that's hey, the man. that's the rumor mill right now. Is Buffalo might be interested in OBJ. That's what I heard between too. them wait, and, uh, the, and the Crub Birds. Wait, huh? Waiting for his injury though. The what the Crub Birds? The fuck are you talking about? My aunt don't like Dallas at all. She called oh. she called them the Crub Birds. She's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny. She's from she she lived, she she's from Buffalo, Niagara Falls, Buffalo. And uh, her and my uncle moved down to Texas after they got married, and it was all Cowboys fans and stuff. Yeah, that would get old to me, too. I was living in Massachusetts, all the Boston fans. Oh, yeah. all those Boston's like, yeah, you team yeah, sucks. Yeah, they're the worst. Jets fans are the worst. Dolphin yeah, fans? Yeah, I've heard that before. Just like man. Yankees fans, just douchebags, pretty much. Yeah. Um, we allowed to say that on the podcast? No, <laughs> we've, we've said, said, we've said just did, sucker. Yeah, we've said worse. <laughs> I remember a quick story about the... The first Super Bowl, which, uh, like we said earlier, was uh, January 91. Like I said, your mom was pregnant. Scotty was, what, two and a half or so? Three, yes, something like that. And I think there was a few people at our house. My buddy Carl, his wife maybe, I can't remember. But your grandfather, my father-in-law, was a bit of a Giants fan. Oh, God. So yeah. he came over to talk trash, and I remember, uh, well, I, that night I must have had two or fifteen beers. <laughs> two to fifteen beers. So I, uh, if I remember, and I had to be reminded by my wife the next day, that I believe I threw everyone out of my house. Is basically what happened. <laughs> so it's wide right. So you go from just screaming the f word to cry. I think I actually cried tears. At you. <laughs> oh, man. Like a little girl, Nancy. Yeah, when you, uh, when you grow up in a but house... Then, let's put it oh. this way. I, I wasn't in the mood for jokes after that. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> when you, uh, blame you. So, what like, uh, if, if, I, if you could picture the scenario, uh, maybe Red Foreman in that 70s show. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, kicks yeah. everybody out and says, get the fuck out. That's basically what I did. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, growing up in a house and, like, in a family that's mostly Bills fans, that's one of the first things you hear about is wide right. It's like huge in Buffalo Bills lore. Everyone's people still talk about it to this day. You know, I mean, my real first introduction to it was when uh, when me and Dad watched the Four Falls of Buffalo documentary together, uh, and then I actually heard the story, and I'm like, oh, uh, there's like people out there that like legit hate this dude. Huh? I, I highly recommend that documentary, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Have, if you haven't seen it. It's what, great. The yeah, Four Falls of Buffalo? Yeah, it's yeah, great. it's pretty good, dude. Yeah. Where did you uh, watch it on YouTube? Uh, it, this was years ago you when it first it, dropped. I, I'm sure you could. Oh, yeah, it's on YouTube. No, it's on, uh, right now it's it's streaming on Disney Plus right now because Disney Plus owns all that the shit. The thing that was so uh, brutal about, the, well, the first two Super Bowls, we were definitely the better team. I think we might have got a little out coach, much as uh, we all love Marv Levy, but. Another I mean, the, the second two, the third and the fourth, they got beat by a Cowboys team that was just absolutely loaded. They were be- they, they were just better. Back but when the, they were, uh, but the first two, team. the Giants and then the Washington Redskins, I mean, yeah, we were just blow- – our offense was just on top of the world, and we were blowing everybody out, and we were better, and they just kept the ball, ran it, didn't really throw it too much, and we couldn't stop them, and everybody, you know, they just – it was horrible. Now, 
Here's a rumor that I heard from mom earlier. And we all know mom's not the biggest Buffalo Bills fan. She's definitely not the biggest fan of Jim, Jim Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah. this, is a st- this is what I heard from mom's opinion earlier, and I need to know your opinion on it. She said that they could have avoided the wide right if Jim Kelly would have made another play, but he didn't because he didn't want to be the reason the Bills lost. Oh, that's just crazy. That's what she says, apparently. That's, <laughs> it, in her mind, that's what it is. Hey, boy, you want to hear something crazy about that game? You know how you know how Bills fans don't like Bill Belichick? He... He's probably he's the reason he played a good defense. He was a defensive coordinator of the New York Giants. Yeah, oh, that really? explains yeah. it. Then that's why our passion for Bill that explains Bill. the lifelong hatred. Damn, that was a giant. And they said in that, that game because uh, well, Thurman yeah. Thomas probably could have been the MVP even on a losing team. He, if I remember, he had like 130 yards rushing, and I mean they were just. I think they were their objective was to uh, stop Kelly from being able to throw too much. Um, but yeah. they, Thomas was running great. They didn't give him the ball. And again, it was just bad, you know, bad play calling, bad bad coaching. I think that got him in the first two Super Bowls. But mm. the Bills were be- definitely the better team, of course. Yeah, um, I'm biased a little, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think. And most people, I think, who've watched the Bills for 50 years, like I have, would probably tell you the same thing. But that '90 team, that the first one. Was just absolute. It's the best Bills team ever. With a record up to this date, anyway. Yeah, that uh, that Super Bowl two was the first Super Bowl where no new player records were set. Three players tied a record, and one single team record was set according to the official NFL dot com box score. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it was only a twenty nineteen game. Yes, it was twenty nineteen. Um. Lost was... by one point. <clears throat> that was a heartbreaker. It was like, and that guy and Scott Norwood. People don't, all through the '90s season, the guy was a hero, winning games, left winning and right. games left and right. He wasn't missing. He was hitting anything from in, inside to fifty, from fifty yards in. He was he was cash money. And then the one he missed in the Super Bowl, I think, was thirty-eight yards. I think that yeah. might be wrong. It's you, been a long Mr. time. Damn, you nailed it. One hundred thirty-five yards for Thurman Thomas. Yeah. Um. Guess who was guess who sang the national anthem for uh, Super Bowl twenty five? Whitney, Whitney Houston, Houston. Houston with the with the rockets flying overhead because yeah, yeah we had just the uh, yeah. beginning of uh, Operation Desert Storm. Oh. Yeah, they. Uh, I was going to say that's another big uh, thing that's talked about for that Super Bowl. Not only the Bills, but yeah, they considered one of the best, if not the best, anthem ever in history. Yeah. I I watched the video one time. It's still giving me chills. Oh yeah, you watch that video on YouTube now, man. As old as it is, you listen to it now, and you're still like, wow, yeah, I that's got great. Goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, had you, pipes. <clears throat> yeah. You, you see a young, pretty Whitney Houston looking gorgeous as hell. Like, yeah, right. man, in her fucking <laughs> uh, in her little. Uh, but because of the war, like America, the, you you know how it is. Yeah, it's just the flags waving, patriotism yeah. at all time high. So we. The, the whole area around here was bought in, you know, real bills, you know, red, white, and blue. I mean, it's, it was it was almost like it was destiny. It was our time. So and that's both, what it both was. Both teams was, uh, were in red, white, and blue, too. Both of the colors of the team. Yeah, right? it was a heart, heartbreaker, that one. I'll never forget that for as long as I live, that one. They, uh, in the, uh, in the list of NFL's 100 greatest games, they have that game ranked at number 10. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. Um, so, the halftime performance was uh, New Kids on the Block. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I, probably why I didn't remember that. <laughs> so, um, I think I think with Super Bowl halftime shows is either at your at your in your career, or your career is kind of like stopped a little bit, and people want to know who you guys are. But it's most it's most like an end of the career. Like, hey, I'm still here. Like uh, when when um, when Generation X plus old man's uh, era. Like, like uh, when Aerosmith plays or something? No, not Aerosmith. When uh, Eminem and, uh, oh, like, nah. yeah, he's like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, <laughs> hey, man, don't be hating on Pops, man. Pops is hip, all right? He knows Eminem. I'm, I'm into all that. <laughs> he knows all those guys. Yo, that, like, that, that Super Bowl, when uh, Snoop Dogg got in trouble because he was smoking a blunt in the stadium. Like, Well, I mean, it's Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, well, it kind of comes with the territory there. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, too, just to give you guys a couple uh to show you how old it is, how old this game is, the cost of a thirty-second commercial back then was only eight hundred thousand dollars. What's it now? Ten million, probably. Uh, the announcers were Jack Buck and Hank Stram. Hank Stram. Mm-hmm. The TV announcers were Al Michaels. Still great. Still Frank on today. Frank Gifford, Dan Di- Dierdorf, 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 Lynn Swan, and Jack Aroot. Uh, the Nelson Rayton. I, I think we gotta do a. I think we gotta do an episode on something like that. Oh, once again, go fucking wait in the hallway. Uh, mm-hmm. The Nelson Rayton was forty point nine. That's a good number. Right? And they had seventy three thousand eight hundred and thirteen people in attendance for that. Yeah, game. that was uh, Tampa, I believe. Yep. The first one. Yep. I think they said it was the last one too. Uh, it might yeah, have been. it was the last time a Super Bowl would be held at a ta- at Tampa Stadium. Until the uh, 20... Until last year, right? Or no, the year before. Two years ago when Tom Brady and company won the Super Bowl. Do you think the kick cursed us? Uh, I doubt it. Just bad bad luck, but it takes a lot of skill to... Even, no one's even got there four times in a row since, so... Was he a kicker going on after that? Yeah, for another year or two, I think. Then Steve Christie, my favorite kicker of the Bills. Well, yeah, Norwood, he uh, went through a lot of, like, psychological trauma. I bet he did, too, dude. Because he oh. felt he let everybody down. But they said if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have got there in the first place, right. you know. Yeah. But, man, that was tough. Cause it's got to be hard to be, at being that guy. Yeah, on, and it was a short be. kick, so he just basically just choked. I mean, no nice way to put it. Right. But <clears throat> everyone cheered for him when they came back at City Hall. There's that video, everybody chanting yeah. his name and all that. Yeah. And then they went back again. They did it. They beat the odds and went back and then did it again and then again. So, oh, Speaking of Scott Norway, I met him in person. Really? He, dude's like tall. Like, like I'm going to, I, I pulled respect. I was like, at first, like, oh, this is Scott Norway. I was like, yeah, okay. Because like, oh, it is. Yeah, like, because well, like, like, cause, cause I work for like, I can't, like, be fanboying. <laughs> I got right, I, a job to do. I, I still got to be professional at it. It was yeah. kind of cool because uh, sometimes when the Bills do their their Jim Kelly uh, a thon or something, you get to see some good players. Like one time, I was like the bus was loading off. I saw Eric Wood and this guy was talking to me like, "Dude, are you, so, so what's going on?" I was like, "Dude, shut the fuck up! I'm tr- I'm trying to say hello to Eric Wood." <laughs> like, but, get out no, the way, bud. Uh, no, get out the way. I don't. I, said, I don't have time to answer you fucking stupid questions. I want to talk to Eric Wood. I said, "Hi, Eric Wood." Yeah, when I worked at the casino, they had a. Uh, they had a Buffalo Bills alumni dinner one time I was working there. I got to work the event. It was awesome to see all these. You see them see guys out a lot. Of, yeah. You know, that's another uh, thing. 
his then, team has in common with that team. Everybody just kind of loved them, and they were good, raising money for charity and all that they used to yeah. do. Are they, uh, that lineman, Ken, uh, when I was playing uh, JB football, he came he came to our practice one time because he was a lineman. He was teaching us how to play how to play the lineman position. To, like, awesome. It's very cool. uh, but at first, because I know he's like, I'm, I'm not all, he's like, at the time I saw him, he was tall, curly-headed. Like, all right, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, I don't care who this guy is. But I didn't realize he was a Buffalo Bills during the, uh, the rough, buff 90s. He was a lineman. His, oh. his hand was like. He was a monster, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I also, uh, I also think back then, too, a lot of what you see with a lot of the notable guys back. Even the smaller guys, you know, a lot of the guys that don't even really get talked about a lot. A lot of those guys from those glory days still, you know, they still come back for Buffalo season. Yeah, a lot they still of them, watch every single game. A lot of them never left. They all stayed yeah. here. Thurman and all them guys, they stayed. Uh, almost got to transmit Andre Reed. Andre Reed. Yeah, I met him before. He's he's tall. Yeah. Like, I met a lot of them guys. Them guys, they're accessible. I mean, if you go to Buffalo yeah. tomorrow, you're liable to see them out to, to dinner somewhere. They, yeah. you, you see them. I mean, it's not that. It's a small community. It's like Green Bay. That's why people come more attached to them because. Yeah, you're right. That does yeah, happen yeah, a lot. Even today, a, even today, players say that about Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Very welcoming city, and then once you're here, you don't want to leave. Yeah, know? all the sa- Sabres from the 70s, they all came and just never left. They all, you know, there's a reason for that. So. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Jackson, he's uh, he just told his whole family, "Hey, listen, Buffalo is a good area to live in." Uh, he moved his kids here. Like, yeah, a lot of them do that. They end up staying. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. But he didn't get like the cocky superstar. Like, I don't want to be in Buffalo. Like at first, like when we were in that rough era, uh, losing. Yeah, it was a hard sell to like, come here. Oh, yeah. like oh, you get drafted to Buffalo. Like, oh, Jesus, here, like. Oh, yeah. how you doing? Sean Fowles drafted to the Buffalo Bills. Like, Son of a bitch. I don't want to be on this team. Yeah, now you got guys like fucking Von Miller who are like, yo, I can't wait to get to Buffalo. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you could tell it's definitely changed a lot from what well, it used being, to be. Well, being in uh, McDermott, be, McDermott uh, they brought in a, a culture. It all starts at the top. Yeah, Just like true. back then when the Bills stunk all through the, the early 80s and late 70s, they, the Bill, Bill Polian came in. And he really had no great success. Him and Marv Levy worked together like in a Canadian football league at one time. Yeah. So and he came in. He said, "We're going to do this, this, and this." And he used to yell at the fans, "If you don't like us, get out of town." <laughs> he, he was he was a hot headed uh, Irishman, you know. That's awesome, Paul, Bill Polian. But he he did it. He turned it around, and he to the coach, and it just all. Uh, it's That's again sick. similar to uh, Bean and McDermott. They're kind of yeah. buying in, but. Now these guys, I mean, this team now we're all excited about, but they got to really, you're gonna, you guys are gonna find out how hard it is to take that next step to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, I just hope they do it while I'm still around to enjoy it. I right. hope so too. I think about your grandmother who's not here no more, but uh, my my introduction to football didn't come from my father; it came from my mother. Yeah. Uh, and I remember in the late '70s, watch a game, she'd be like. They scored again. We'd be like, no, man, that was the instant replay. That was back <laughs> Instant replay was, was brand a new. Thing. Was, a new yeah. was a new thing. That's how old I am. And my, yeah. She would scream, they scored again. We'd say, no, man, that was replay. <laughs> so funny. my father just couldn't be bothered because he, he said the heartache, he just couldn't yeah, take it. I mean, I get it. So he stopped watching them. I think he watched the first Super Bowl when everyone was caught up in the hysteria that first year. And after that, 
And just cr- credit to him, he was able just to compartmentalize it and say, no, that's it, I'm out. Oh, you mean like, other than you, like you try every season? and uh, <laughs> Like I say I'm going to do and never do. <laughs> he actually said, that's it, I'm done with these guys, yeah. and stuck to it, was done with them. But yeah, I, uh, his grandmother loved him right till the end. I want to know, one of the things that I wanted to ask most when we decided to do this episode is I wanted to know what it was like from, like, your point of view as somebody who, like, grew up in it. What was it, what was, like... What was the city like? What was it around? What was it like around here? Oh, it was great. You could you could see just walking down the street, people were smiling, and it was like people nice nicer to you, and you were nicer to them at work, and it's you know everyone honking their horns, and they had the little window flags going, and gold bills, and like I said, it was old, young, you know, white, black, blind, crippled, crazy. Everybody was (laughs) everybody was wearing the Zubaz gear and all that. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get you do get a little bit of that now still, but it's not nearly as much as it used it to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were doing commercials and, uh, you know, all the players, even, yeah. the, you know, they're just yeah. even worse than now. You would think now they do it more, but no, back then it was just they were all over town. It was just great. That's awesome. It was great. That's awesome. They, uh, you know, everybody, people that aren't from Western New York or don't, like, know anything about the Bills always wonder, like, you know, like, they always wonder why people have stuck around for so long. So I kind of want to know, like, you know what I mean? What's kept you going all these years? Like, what's, you kept, what's kept you being a fan for this long? I don't know. A lot of it's just I love the sport, but the civic pride part of it. Huh? And even the family now, like I said, my mother. I like The best time for me is now because you guys get yeah. to watch it with you guys. Yeah. So it's about family and tradition, and what's better than that? You know? Yeah, I think that's... Mm. That's one of the things for me, too, because anybody that's listened to this podcast for a while knows that a while back in one of our other episodes, I talked about how I wasn't sold on, uh, you know, watching football very early on because, you know, I was more like close with my mom and she didn't really watch football. So, you know, I wasn't really into it. Scotty was more of the sports kind of guy. I was kind of the kid who was just most people when they're young. No, they can't. They can't be bothered because you're busy, you know, yeah, playing running with your around. Friends, yeah, I was, fight, I was chasing know. fucking uh, butterflies and shit. Uh, oblivious yeah, to what was yeah, going on. Yo, Chupa. Chupa. Uh, that's a good name. <laughs> yo, yo, this what? Here's a crazy thought, fellas. Why don't we just? Why don't you just call yourselves by your birth names? <laughs> nah. just, uh, we had to come up with radio names. Is this too cool. outlandish? <laughs> it is too outlandish. Just yeah, cool there's there's radio name. guys named Joe and Fred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, at, fir- at first, the reason me and che- me and Cheetah went with our radio names is when we did a soft rebrand. Yeah, when we rebranded kind of early. I want to be Nighthawk. Isn't that what he was in Step Brothers? You can call me Nighthawk. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, uh, can you let me finish, man? He's trying to cut me off. <laughs> Fuck. But like I was saying, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't super into like watching football <laughs> early on. But, you know, after a couple of years, you know, once I got a little bit older, like into my teens and stuff, you know, once I actually sat down and would watch games with Dad and see how excited Dad would get, then I would get excited about it. You know what I mean? And that was always kind of the thing that and you sold. Would swear and storm off and disappear if they lose. Yes, <laughs> and that was that was uh, that was kind of like the biggest thing. Always once I started getting into football and started doing my own research and stuff, one of the biggest things that always sold me on it was how close it gets people. You know what I mean? And how like oh, yeah. they say that being a Bills fan is kind of like a birthright. You know what I mean? It's something that's passed down from generations, which Absolutely. is always. Which was always kind of like what sold me on it, really. And at the end of the day, man, it's like 
you're there for the football, but it gives us all an excuse to get up together, yeah, get together, hang out with each other, out. spend a little time, commiserate or yeah. celebrate, uh, <laughs> yeah, <absolutely>. talk <laughs> a little trash, talk yeah, some shit, little, get uh, behind the boys. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I mean, I think, I think for me, you know, granted, if I'm ever, you know, blessed with my own family, you know, I think uh, I'd be hyped to turn them into some Bills fans, you know. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, sure. be, before he said, I was trying to say before we get interrupted. Um, he was a Saints fan. He was a Steelers. Fan. He, no, was a he, wa- he was a bandwagon. He was a bandwagon. Do you know what house he grew up in, man? Come on, man. no, no. I'm talking about like, oh, the Saints win. <laughs> hey, I'm a Saints fan. I said, I almost punched him in the face for that. It's like, yeah, well, I didn't know shit about. Don't football. you like the Atlanta Falcons? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck out wearing a Bills hat. <laughs> yeah, this guy. You know, whatever. Yeah, not, I got two. I got two teams. Not my world, young fella. No, and two conferences. Uh-huh. <laughs> Only one team, you dig? Yeah, dig. Yeah, so I kind of just, I don't know, I kind of want to get, like, your point of view of what it was like for somebody who actually lived through it. Yeah, it was awesome, like I said, the civic pride and yeah, cause getting the, together. The, I used to enjoy watching the games with your grandmother. Yeah, The, yeah. the teams kind of take on the personality of the people of the city. Yeah. Yeah. Tough, mm-hmm. under you know, underdog. You get knocked down, you get back up. It's kind of it's a good uh, analogy for life, you know. Yeah, like the a- four Super Bowls. You get knocked down, you're at the height of the height. I mean, you what do you do? You quit and you go back to stinking again, or you keep trying? And they kept trying, so you got to give them that. Yeah. It's a good lesson for life. You keep trying. I think that's something that not a lot of fans from like I know like you know there's obviously rivalries, so there's a lot of. Teams that aren't ever going to, you know, hope the Bills do good at anything. Yeah. But I feel like the one thing that nobody could ever take away from Buffalo is that even though they lost, they still went to four Super Bowls in a row. And that that itself is pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's That's got to be something you give respect to. Because like you said, after losing the first Super Bowl, they could have just been like, all right, well, fuck, let's but, just go back to stinking again. But here's the, the only bad thing. It's still not as good as just winning one. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? That's, yeah. that's the kick in that. In the head, right there, just not double edged sword. Yeah, so I think when, I think if uh, there's anybody that's going to get Buffalo a Super Bowl, I think it's going to be Josh Allen. Though maybe I'm a little biased, God, I hope but so. I think he's it's going to be. Him. He's a freak he's got, of a core. He's yeah, he's got yeah. You you can count like they talk about Mahomes is great too. What he can do, he's like oh a magician. god, here's Chris Collinsworth. He, he's, he's like a magician with the <laughs> ball, but he can't. He can't. Uh, he doesn't have the arm Josh does, yeah. and he's not as big he and strong. Just, and just doesn't have just, the heart or the balls, man. Yeah, he's tough. Yeah, you man. could tell that Josh just you know. Hopefully, he don't get hurt. See, here's the thing. Now he's twenty. What is he? Twenty five. Mm. By the time he's twenty nine, thirty years old, he's going to be probably pretty much you know he's going to be uh, a mobile quarterback. Yeah. That's what happens to all of them after you take years. You know, you have to get hit for years and years. Right. Even though he's big and strong. So they got to capitalize on so like long. The, they got like four years, four or five years. That's the window for uh, all these Super Bowl teams, unless you're uh, Kevin Bacon looking like Tom Brady and the uh, New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, unless you're the Patriots, it, the, your window's usually four or five years. And if, that, if you can't get in there for that one, then, then that's it. You know, look at yeah. Seattle. You know, they got one, they could have got two, but do you remember they didn't hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch or something? Man, and Marshawn Lynch went off yeah, on his so, coach. So you and the Giants have won a couple in like two and five years or six years with Eli Manning. It's usually like five year window, that's it. Oh, so you're right. That's, this is yeah, like the point. third year, I mean. So it's yeah, gonna be a 
uh, girder your loin situation. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, 1991, their season was 13 and 3. They were number one in the AFC. They beat the Broncos in the AFC Championship, and they lost to the to the Commanders. Yeah, the Redskins back Redskins. then. Yeah, yeah. All they did was run the ball. They had uh, their offensive line was nicknamed the Hogs. <laughs> so we hit the the Bills had a dopey assistant coach named Chuck Dickerson. He was like the ah, I forget what he was running backs coach or linebackers coach or something. He had a radio show on Buffalo for in Buffalo for like fifteen years after he got fired. But yeah. he was like insulting them and calling them names. So. Washington had all these quotes on the bulletin board, and they used it for fuel, and they just ran the ball right down our throat. That's how they stopped the Bills. So yeah. Kelly's offense was on the sidelines most of the game. And we could not stop the run, just couldn't do it. Yeah, uh, just couldn't do it. But that team was quotes but all day. The, but that team, Washington, was not overwhelming by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. It was like we should have blown them out. Well, there I just showed my bias. We, I said, but the Bills should have, Bills should have blew them out. The first two Super Bowls, I mean, it was almost inexcusable. They lost. I yeah. thought I was so. But uh, here's yeah. a, here's the funny thing is because they went back to the Super Bowl. This was the stories I heard. Half the team went out partying, cocaine and drugs. Well, that's off. the rumor. But they were that they were you know who knows. I mean, like I said, it was a late '80s, early '90s. So, um, you know, just about everybody was doing that, I suppose, but. The, they were great athletes, great team. The national anthem was, was sung by Harry Connie Jr. Yeah, that was. Yeah, he didn't uh, miss much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some tor- some type of marching band, Minnesota marching band. They were, that that team, and I think statistically was even better than the uh, '91 team. They were the one that won 13 and three. They were uh, them two years where they were their offense was unstoppable. Scary they guys. broke records. Yeah. When uh, Andre Reid and Jim Kelly retired, I think at the time they were second all-time quarterback-receiver tandem, and that that, that held up for a lot of years. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure now they might still be in the top ten. You'd have to, we could, I don't know if you can look it up or not, but that offense was prolific. It just could not be stopped. Defense, I always thought, kind of hurt them in them Super Bowls. We couldn't stop the run. And, it's the same thing with the Bills now. We, yeah. can't, we can't stop them the run now. But the offense was, like, unbeatable, man. Had James Lofton, who's already, who, who when the Bills signed him, this could be like an OBJ situation. He was already a Hall of Famer, came from Green Bay, but signed James Lofton to go with Andre Reid, and just a great team. I know the the commentator was um, the legend himself, R.I.P. John Madden, and his partner Pat Summerall. Thurman Thomas at, at during that time was like the first running back to. Uh, Get a thousand receiving yards and a thousand rushing yards in the season. He was like the first wow. running back to ever do that. His backup was great. This guy named Kenny Davis. I mean, that team was loaded. Great tight ends. They had this guy Keith Metzler or uh, 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 Keith McKellar. That's who the K Gun offense was named after. But then later they had Pete Metzlar's. But both great tight ends. They had great teams back then. Damn. The 1992 Buffalo Bills. That's the same year where the greatest comeback ever. I was at that game too. Me and my wife almost left that game. 
Again, I had again I had one or sixteen beers. So at halftime, we were getting blown out. So I was saying to everybody, "Let's go back to the parking lot." We used to what we used to do: get there at eight o'clock in the morning. Any good tailgater knows you get there early, you cook, eat breakfast, whatever. Start back then, you them back. yeah. Back then, you start drinking them. What's another thing now is better. I remember everything that happens now a lot better because back then I used usually half lit up. Yeah. watching these games. So now watching them sober, which is bad when you lose because it hurts even more when you can remember. <laughs> but anyways, during that comeback game, I was like, oh, let's go back. They stink today. We'll get cooking, which I I must have been drunk because it was never like, like me. To, I never left the game early, ever. So your mom said, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Well, anyways, because at the time, if you left, they wouldn't let you back in. Yeah. So we end up we end up staying. Stories about that. And then the end zone we were in is the end zone we scored all the touchdowns in the second half. I remember Andre Reid scoring. We were still down by twenty five, and just the electricity in the stadium was like, holy shit, we might come back. And it was like we were still getting beat. I remember we we uh, made it like thirty five ten, and then they kicked like a field goal to make it thirty eight. So oh shit, we're screwed because it keeps scoring. And then we just went on touchdown, touchdown. It was, oh, man, Don Beebe scoring a touchdown, Andre Reed scoring a couple touchdowns, and then the place sobered up immediately. And then, you know, <laughs> the whole stadium, and they, they ended up having to open the gates because people were climbing. They were worried about the whole fence coming down because people were trying to climb the gates to get back in. That's crazy. And, uh, yeah, your mom likes to tease me how I wanted to leave, and, of course, I deny. <laughs> I must have been crazy because of the devil's uh, – the yeah. devil's brew there or something, but <laughs> yeah, I remember that game. I remember him scoring into the end zone, and we were up, we were up fairly high. You know, we were you know young family. We couldn't really afford the best tickets, but we were in that end zone, man. I remember, oh, it was great. Place yeah. was just going bananas. Yeah. That's, that's got to be amazing to have been there. Yeah, right. It was yeah. funny. My my dad was there. Same situation. He had like one to. 18 beers himself. Oh, yeah, big Brian Harrigan. <laughs> he got so drunk because, once again, if your team is getting blown out by 25, 35 points. 32-point like, deficit, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, oh, okay, if I'm in that situation, I was like, oh, I'm going in. I'm going. He's like, <laughs> as soon as he walked back in, uh, he told me, as soon as he walked to the parking lot and he found out the Bills were winning, he was trying to come back in. Security guard said, nope, you can't come back in. He just wanted to fall asleep on the new car. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's one the, way to do it. The I one guess. thing, the one thing I remember is we came, we were, we scored a touchdown and we were still down by like twenty points. And I remember the buzz. Everyone, no one left. It was like quiet. Everyone, it was kind of like a buzz. Like, oh man, we still got a chance. And, and sure then, enough, and everyone was on the sidelines, like shaking their and hands. Then like, the yeah, we got fucking a feeds and off then, that yeah, energy. It was like man. The, it was like the team fed off the crowd. And it was like they score, and then every time they scored, like okay, here we go, here we go. And it was like it was unbelievable. It was the most bizarre, wildest thing I ever seen as far as sports goes. And I think that for sure. I think that also kind of speaks to what the team was like back then. Yeah, there was magic in that team. There's no any doubt. any other team being down that that much would probably just been like, you know what, fuck it, we're gonna lose. This. And, Fra- and Frank uh, Reich, who. Uh, your mother loved. That's her hall pass. If there was ever such a thing, <laughs> which believe me, there's not, because <laughs> of my pronouns, all man. But anyways. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. But Frank Reich was the quarterback because uh, Jim Kelly was hurt for that game. 
Yep. So Frank Reich has the biggest comeback in NFL history. And like five, six years before that, he had the biggest comeback in college history. Wow. He quarterbacked for Maryland. Uh, his backup was Boomer Esiason, who's on TV now. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But they were playing the vaunted uh, U, the University of Miami, who's number one in the country. And they were Maryland. They weren't very good. And they were down, shit, I think 38 nothing or something. And he, he was the quarterback for Maryland, led them back. They ended up, they ended up winning. Wow. So he architected the biggest comeback in college and NFL history, awesome. Frank Reich. And he was a career backup in the NFL. That's crazy. Yeah. Just goes to show you, you know. Anybody, you and he's I mean? unfortunately just got fired by the Indianapolis Colts I seen that, yeah. Yeah. like two, three days ago. I met him too. Hell of a nice guy. I guess yeah. he's a Christian, real religious guy. Real nice though. Yeah, everybody, cool. everybody loved him. Kelly loved him. Yeah, yeah they were tight. Awesome. They're all like brothers. Yeah. Here's a Mar- Marv Levy quote about the comeback. Uh, if we went down, we'd go down fighting. Former Bills coach Levy said, "I was just immersed in the game itself. What should we do next? And the game isn't over." Yogi Berra once said, it's not over till, till it's over, and so we just kept plugging away. Uh, Frank Wright, I felt perfect, prepared, but I felt the en- enormity of the moment. We had already been at two Super Bowls and lost. We know we have a great team, and we're on a quest for a Super Bowl, and this is our third playoff, and we're trying to make a Super Bowl run. So when Jim gets hurt, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah, the guy rose to the pressure. He did every time he came in, and he only played – I don't know how many starts he actually got, but it's not many. But the guy always stepped right in. And, uh, you know, he wasn't known as a great arm or anything, but they, every, the team just, just rallied, rallied around him. He just didn't make any mistakes. And he could throw it pretty good, too, when he was in there, when he had the opportunity. But he never complained. Like, now people want to start. They want I more like money. A little bit of me, me, me. And there was some of that, too. Like, they used to joke Bruce Smith didn't go to a training camp for 10 years. He, had, <laughs> he held out every year. But he didn't want to go to training camp, and you couldn't argue. The guy was the greatest yeah, defensive player in the world. Right. Yeah. The guy would show up and get off the bus sacking people. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, and, but, uh, oh, go ahead. So a few of them did hold out for money. Like they, That's been going on in sports for the longest. But right. it wasn't as a whole. They were just kind of a – they were a team. Like, there wasn't too many eye guys on that team at all. Yeah, a couple uh, at halftime when the Oilers were up 28-3. to three, uh, a couple of the things that were being talked about in the locker room, uh, they got here. Steve Tasker says, uh, we were at halftime. Uh, Don Beebe and I were talking. I was asking Don when he was leaving town. We were talking about how fast he was going to get out of town after the season was over. Uh, then they also had Bill's tight end Pete Metzlars. Uh He said, what are we doing? We couldn't stop them on defense. They were just kind of dinking and dunking up and down the field with all the run-and-shoot stuff, and we couldn't get anything going on in our offense. That was just like, what in the world is going on? Then uh, they also have, from Oilers safety, Bubba McDowell said, we had everything going and never in our mind thought it would turn for the worst the second half that bad. And then, you know, Tasker talking to Levy. Uh Tasker Levy says, I don't know if we're going to come back and win this game, but I'll say this. When it's over, don't let anybody say that you quit. I think he appealed to our manhood, to our pride as professionals, and to the love we had for each other. And then Levy said, at halftime, I walked over to Frank, sitting in front of his locker, very downcast. I said, Frank, I understand you led the greatest comeback in college football history. Today, you're going to lead the greatest comeback in pro 
pro football history. And then Reich responded, I don't know. I don't want to say I thought he was joking. We were losing by a lot of points. It was no joking matter. But that was vintage Marv Levy to be able to be to be able to be both serious and just striking. When he said it, you know, you just know that he believes it can happen, and he's giving me the confidence to know that it can happen. Yeah, he was good at inspiring. Yeah, I was gonna say Marv Levy was incredible at yeah. that. He had a knack for uh, saying the right thing at the right time. Kind of guy you want to, you know, follow. Hey, you want to speak? Yeah. I got a funny story about uh, the Grace comeback story. Um. Of course, my grandparents go down to Texas to visit my aunt. And, of course, my granddad is a big diehard Bills fan. He got his Zubas on, his Bills hat on, his Bills shirt on, his Bills jacket. Walking down to Houston, and my grandma thought he was going to get murdered. Guy comes up to him and says, oh, Grizzly, your team had played one hell of a game. I was like, of course, if you know my, if you know my grandfather, he, he didn't care. <laughs> he was just walking down to Houston like, hey, look at me. I was, I'll beat the shit out of your team. If that happened, if that happened in today's era, I think he probably got in trouble. Probably someone would probably go up to his face or something. Yeah, I was uh, earlier this year for my job. I went to the Philippines, and back in May, and uh, my layover was in the country of Qatar, which you know is on the Persian Gulf, you know, by Iraq and all that. It's like yeah. right there. So <clears throat> I go into this air. I'm into the airport in Qatar. And I see there's a vestibule, like a smoking area. So I go in there, a bunch of guys in there, a bunch of guys with the whole, you know, people, burkas and everything. So I'm in there, smoky room. So I have my cigarette. And uh, you guys know me. You know, I've been wearing a Bill's hat or shirt pretty much every day for 40 years. So I had a Bill's hat on. And then uh, I look around and people kind of, and now I'm in the country of Qatar and I'm traveling. So I'm a little nervous, just kind of, you don't know what's what, you know. So as I'm putting on my cigarette walking out, walking out, old man looks at me. He's got the whole headgear on and everything. He says, go Bills. <laughs> I said, go awesome. Bills. And I turned around and walked out. So awesome. I was in the country in the Persian Gulf, and I just, he seen the Bills hat. So That's awesome. Yeah, just goes was, to show you how, was awesome. Awesome. how far the fan yeah. base stretches. Yeah. In, um, Super Bowl 26, 27, 27. Uh, it was against the Cowboys. We got smoked. That team was loaded. They they had made a trade with Herschel Walker, who you may see in the news now, is running for yeah, right. Senator in Georgia. <laughs> then, uh, Probably the, the best pure Mr. athlete. Uh, Planned Parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him or Bo Jackson, probably two of the best peop, uh, players to ever play in the entire league. The 90s Cowboys, too. That was uh, America's team, right? They, yeah, yeah. They, they, made, they made a trade. They traded they Herschel Walker to Minnesota, and Minnesota trade him like – Almost their entire draft, so they drafted all. Their defensive line was full of uh, uh, number one draft picks. They had like three or four number one draft picks on their defensive line. Then they had the triplets: Michael Irvin, uh, Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, and they were just yeah. That team was loaded, man. Uh, they yeah, beat they beat us bad. The one I remember was fifty. Excuse me, fifty five to ten, I believe. Fifty two to seventeen. Yeah, it was close. Like I said, it was a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but right. I remember they just they blew us out, man. And it was not close, yeah. Like I mean Smith, hey, Aikman, hey, Michael Irvin. They hey, spanked Pete, us. Yeah. According to your according to your dad, he had one to eighteen beers that game. <laughs> well, I, mean, Somewhere I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but here, here's that the- one was misery though, because you knew it was over. I 
I think the one game they were all close until half, but then we just turned it over. That defense of Dallas, that, them two years were just, I mean, they were fully loaded. They had stunk for a few years before that Jimmy Johnson. That was a great team to hate, too, by the way. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Jimmy Johnson had a face. fucking hair. He had a it's face. Slick back hair. Yeah, it just screen punched me in the face. <laughs> That's the kind of face he had. Oh, you mean so Patty Super Mahomes douche. today? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, but they were a great team. They, they, they stunk for a long time, so they had a good draft for like three years in a row. And then, like I said, they traded Herschel Walker for like Minnesota gave up like all kinds of people in, in draft. They were able to rebuild their whole team in like three years. And they were just yeah, they were loaded. Yeah, they were um, they, yeah, they were loaded. Yo, Garth Brooks was the national anthem, sang the national anthem. OJ was a coin tosser. Oh shit! Oh yeah, OJ yeah. <clears throat> and here were you know how the halftime show is like fifteen twenty minutes long. This is the famous Michael Jackson. He was just standing there. You probably I, I think I remember this. He was just standing there for fifteen minutes, just looking at the crowd. <laughs> like, and they're trying to hurry up, Michael. We gotta get the feel. It's like because I blame I blame Michael Jackson for that uh, for the Bills getting destroyed. Because oh my god! But here it is. I don't I don't even really remember Michael. Get Jackson. Get your conspiracy here. theories out of here. <laughs> no, because because um, Michael Jackson took forty minutes. The teams are well rested. Oh like, yeah, okay, I do. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he was just standing there like this in the spaceship. He was just standing, there, just looking around. Back then, people were just that they used that time to go to the bathroom or get something neat. You know what I mean? It wasn't that big of a deal. The halftime right. show, but when you come back, it's like you just still, still see him standing there. When uh, when OJ did the coin toss, that was that was pre murder, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, OJ? yeah, yeah. Ninety three. I met him too when I was a kid. I had his autograph. Did you know he was going to be a murderer? Oh, they used to the the Bills used to practice at Niagara University. Oh, that's sick. back in the seventies when I was real little, and they'd all practice there. I had his autograph at one time. I don't know what came of it. I remember uh, the other day when I was at your house, you talked about the picture you had with his jersey on the school yeah, picture. Yeah, the school picture. I still have that picture. Yeah, hmm, that's pretty cool. My first sports hero, OJ. Uh, not a good guy to be in a relationship <laughs> with, apparently. <laughs> but he was the best Buffalo Bill pound for pound of all time. Yeah. Yeah, he Amen. was great. He he was the best pure runner they've I've ever seen live. Uh, yeah, he was just something. He was a track star with football pads, huh? Yeah, another. Once uh, he got like, if he if you pitched him the ball and he turned the corner, he's fucking gone. Gone. Yeah, just gone. He's the only guy I ever seen. Maybe like that. Barry Sanders is kind of like that, but uh, Eric Dickerson because Sanders wasn't. I don't think all that fast, but he 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 had. He had sprinter speed. He even tried out in college. He tried for the – he was sprinting trials for the U.S. team, track team. He's, yeah, they the – uh, unbel- The guy was unbelievable, man. For me, uh, before getting into football, my only history of O.J. Simpson was seeing him in – seeing him on screen <laughs> with the great Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> A naked gun. Great, great yeah. movie. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Old Norberg. Yeah. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen was the man, dude. Yeah. Comedy yeah. genius right there. Got a lot of nostalgia from back then. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I look back at them, them early '90s, real fondly. You know, I love all the vintage shirts and shit from back then. Yeah, that's why you yeah. got into that little side <laughs> yeah. hustle there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool that like, it's cool that like Dad thinks back to those days and he thinks like you know glory days of Buffalo Bills. Me and you look back to those days and that's Just a completely our, different thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah childhood. Awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> there's a picture at home. I think your mother still got Scotty. You were like four years old. You had your Zubaz. We were doing the touchdown celebration. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Awesome. That was back during that time. That's awesome. I remember I used to get a, a little Buffalo Bills uh, logo shaved in my head for school. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's no. badass, man. You know, after 1994, would it not make the Super Bowl? They had one good couple of years. Then 1999, it was the Miracle City Bowl game that ruined us. Music City Miracle, yeah. After that, we went to a bad drought for 20, yeah. 17 years. Um, all them yeah. years kind of just blurred together, yeah. don't they? Yeah. And, um, and all the quarterbacks we had, I thought, this guy's going to be the one. J.P. Lossman <laughs> and uh, Peterman and who's this? <laughs> E.J. Manuel. E.J. Manuel. Uh, uh, Tyrod. Tyrod Ty- Taylor, Yikes. Trent Edwards, a.k.a. <laughs> Captain Checkdown. <laughs> Hike him oh. to ball. He took three steps backwards, looked up. If the receiver was open, he just threw it two yards ahead to, <laughs> to the running back. He just um, did it every time. It was brutal. Uh, before Josh Allen came in, I think my favorite quarterback was uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitz. Yeah, yeah, Fitz was the man, dude. He was a good dude. That's enough. That's some uh, flutey years. That also, everybody, everyone loves Fitz too. The guy would throw. He wasn't. He was do. never afraid. He'd throw the worst interception you ever seen. <laughs> he'd get the ball, I'd be like, okay, I'll try. I'll try and throw it eighty yards. What do I care? He just throw. It. Yeah, but the guy had balls. He always yeah, tried. He knew he was always trying. He was always giving it his all. Right. And then some days. He would just absolutely light it up. He'd go bananas. Yeah, yeah. It was also also goes to show you too that uh, you know even now in like these these more you know years now of the Bills, a lot of these guys still feel the same way as the old guys do. Because remember the AC Championship game, Fitz, Fitz was, was in the crowd, ripped his shirt off without his uh, <laughs> yeah, without his shirt on without with his, his son. And he's played for twelve teams. He said he would, t- you know. Yeah. yeah, Buffalo's the team. He I, my favorite moment of Fitchy it was uh, when he was doing that press conference for Tampa Bay. He oh, he came it, put the chains, chains on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, um, he's like, yeah, I was out there just having a good time. Don't <laughs> yeah, mind me, good dude. Yeah, they say he's a good, real good. Team. Wait, um, he said it at the Bills win the Super Bowl this year. He's he's gonna go through a table. <laughs> That's uh Attaboy. Yeah, I was a fan long before the mafia thing. I mean, the whole jumping through tables, I could just be if old guy shaking my fist at the clouds. <laughs> but the whole breaking through tables thing is so stupid. Because we used to go to the stadium in the seventies and eighties and yeah, maybe you drank too much or whatever, but everyone no one was destroying anything and right. you might see a random fight. Yeah, I guess, you know. Couple, I think a couple drunks, but they weren't setting people on fire and Squirting each other with ketchup and mustard, jumping through tables. I think it just, catch, just caught on because of the absurdity of it. Yeah, yeah it is absurd. You know I mean? It is absurd. Just like the uh, like Pinto Ron with the yeah, mustard, ketchup and mustard. The mustard. <laughs> Big dummy. Yeah, well, I mean, that also comes from, you know, all the years of, like, drought and stuff, you know, because people – then a lot of Bills fans would be like, yo, if we yeah. can't be the best team out there, we're going to be the best the fans. Wildest. make it the best party because yeah. God knows the football was unwatchable. Yeah. <laughs> During, like, oh, yeah, like uh, – we had a coach, Dick Duran, and all these coaches were just so bad, man. And uh, what's so the other guy? Yeah, they had a coach who said they had a – one time he's, his plan was he had a, a, a punt catcher and a punt returner he had. <laughs> so, he's, he's, yeah, that was Wade Wade Phillips. The guy was – I remember oh, him. These guys yeah, Wade Phillips. Fucking horrible coach. Rex Ryan. Coaching scared and just, oh, for, you know, for 15 solid years of just hor- just horrible. 
My uh, we definitely paid the price yeah. to get where we are now. My uh, the only one of the only things I ever liked about Rex Ryan though is in his press conference after being he hired. Talked, he was good at talking trash. Yeah, I liked when he got hired when he told some when he was like, "Oh, I'll give anybody a team a spot on this team if you could punch Bill Belichick in the dick." <laughs> I, lo- I was like, "Yo, that's fun." Um, he was a bit of a doofus, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if he. They, I think they tuned him out quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah um, Jesus fucking Christ. Because oh, in order to get respect, you got to give it. So I think yeah. that's why they like uh, McDermott so much. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, cool. guy, yeah. yeah when uh, McDermott came in, I thought he was going to have the quarterback curse. Three years he's out. The you team. know what? I got a feeling about him right off the jump, though. Just like his demeanor and shit. Yeah, me too. I, mean, I, I was a believer right, you know right what? off the get. I'm not going to lie. I was a believer, but not <clears> for any... You know, solid reasons. I was literally a believer just because he spells his name Sean the same way. As me. So, <laughs> I knew when he was going to uh, be good. Because when of did that. Bean come around? He came uh, like a year I can't after. Remember. He came a year after. McDermott came first. Yeah, yeah. and then Bean, Bean the year yeah, after. Right? Because Doug Welly, he was yeah. a horrible GM. Yeah, I hate he that was guy. But he he did brought some good players. He brought in Tico Spice. He brought in. Uh, uh, Johnson, Stevie Johnson, couple good plays, but that, all them teams that back then that didn't do nothing. Did yeah. nothing. Yeah, garbage, garbage. That Doug Whaley was absolutely horrible. Yeah, I remember how brutal. I remember how much Dad cheered when they finally announced that they fired him. Yeah, <laughs> he was so excited. He was, Probably one to six beers at that time. They were, just, <laughs> they were just horrible back then. Some of the draft picks they made, it just a lot of mismanagement yeah. going on. Yeah. Huh? But then, uh. Then Brandon Bean's nickname is uh, Money Bag Bean. Oh, they yeah, the, Bean. The, the Bills have a, a long record of ineptitude. Yeah. Like in the seventies, they they uh, they drafted a guy. They drafted this one guy. He never played for him first in the, uh, in the first round. Tom Cousineau. He ended up going to Canadian Football League. <laughs> I guess they said years later he was gay. So they they wasted a first round <laughs> draft. But I remember they had a receiver. I want to say his name was Perry Tuttle. Like a first round draft pick, real high draft pick. And they were like, "Oh, this guy's can't miss. He's going to be a superstar, like a Lynn Swan or somebody who was a big star receiver back then." They got they drafted him his first day of training camp. They found out he could, he he couldn't read the playbook. Huh? Uh, so they so they used to, to do your research. So they used to tell him, "Okay, run this like, way. Run to the yellow cooter and turn around." So they throw him like twenty yard passes. And, you know, they tell him, run you know run to the end of the bench and turn around, yeah. and they throw him the ball. Yeah, I think funny. he lasted he lasted less than a year or something. Yikes. I wonder they, if in uh, just, yeah back then it was just it was a clown show man. in the Canadian Football League. I wonder if they just like instead of running each other, just say hey sorry eh? sorry sorry eh? <laughs> like instead of tackling. No, it's actually it's actually funny. Like people, uh, Canadian Football League is most of the college players that is good enough for the pros, but not good enough for the NFL. They go to Canadian or they go to Europe. Yeah, it's most sports. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's weird how they play the rules. Uh, three downs, wire field. Goalpost not ten yards back. I think they only got to have one foot down when they make a catch. They got a I would, bunch of crazy uh, rules. All the stupid shit just to be different. You no, know? no, but Bring then uh, ratings. But, but then again, your wide receiver got to be in motion the whole time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can't just be like <laughs> just sitting there. Yeah. Sitting there. <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, the guy in the backfield had to run. Like he, his job is just <laughs> he to gotta run. be constantly yeah, running. Just constantly <laughs> running. <laughs> it's like it's like uh it's like in foosball. Uh, <laughs> you got to keep your players. Or your... Yeah, it's like your midi. Your mid. That's that. That's how the wide receiver like for the, the kid... midfield going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, that, that's what that's what they have in uh, Canadian. 
There one time I remember um, I was watching these two old guys from the Canadian Football League. Uh, one was part of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and I forgot who the other guy was. What a name. Oh, <laughs> uh, these two guys were like older. They're beating each other asses with canes. <laughs> nice. Hey, uh, pops, let me ask you this question: As someone who's lived through Bills fandom this long, who do you think, if you could pick one, who do you think your favorite Bills player of all time is? Well, that's a good one. Well, if you one. could pick just one, uh, I'll, I, let me give you some na- nominees. Then I'll, I'll pick my favorite. Some like Daryl <laughs> Talley and Bruce Smith. I think. I love Jim Kelly just because what he the whole fortunes of the team changed, the whole franchise changed as soon as they announced he was coming to Buffalo. It was, yeah. it was unbelievable. So he might be, but I, I got to go with the guy who made me fall in love with the Buffalo Bills, and that was O.J. Simpson. Too. Oh, the Juice Simpson. The Juice is loose. Again, maybe not husband loose. of the year, perhaps, <laughs> but he was one of the best athletes I ever saw. Yeah, man. That guy could run like nobody could run like that. We're dude. talking about O.J. before the murder, yeah, so yeah. it's okay. Um, all right. Who is not calling Durham Thomas because he was one of the best running backs of the team. Who was, who was your favorite actor, Th- uh, Thomas? Uh, and that Bruce is probably my favorite. Bruce or Daryl? No, no, no. I'm yeah, talking about running back. back. Oh, running oh, back. Oh, because because you got the greats of Marshall. You got Marshall Lynch. You got C.J. Spiller. You got Freddie Jackson. Oh, Thurman. Freddy it's got to be Thurman. No, no, no. no like, like after Thurman. No, he means like af- who would you put after Thurman as like your favorite running back? Like well, like, like something like Freddie Jackson. It's got to be Freddie Jackson, yeah. right? Yeah. No, I was say Freddie Jackson's pretty. <laughs> He's but pretty only, known in Bills fans. The only two too. Hall of Famers. What about uh, Shady? OJ and Thurman. Shady's good too. I like. Yeah, I didn't. Right. I didn't yeah. oh, one thing I like about Shady because he always had that ball on the outside. Yeah. Oh, he, he was hit or miss too. He's a really yeah, mediocre. Yeah. But sometimes. when he was in Philly, he was phenomenal. Right. Yeah, he, we, remember, we didn't get him in his prime. His best he, years. Yeah. In his best years when he was in Philly, yeah. I do remember how great he ran the ball when the the stadium was all snowed in, though. Yeah. He was, like, the only one that could run the ball. Yeah. He was fucking great. But Thurman could do everything. He was such a – he was the best receiving – he may be the best receiving running back of all time, Thurman yeah. Thomas. He could run like – he'd run out – he'd split all the way wide like a wide receiver and run straight down the sideline. And he wasn't really fast, but the guy would catch everything. He was great runner because – very short, so he had low center of gravity. He could dodge in and, and those out. Those guys are hard to take down. Yeah, man. yeah. He was a great. He was a great player, man. Yeah, it's crazy. You look at a guy like that now, too. He's still fucking jacked. Yeah. Still huge. He man. was definitely like it's I said. Him and OJ are the only two Hall of Famers they've ever had at that position in yeah. the whole history of the franchise. Yeah. If, if you had a, what? Go ahead. Were you going to keep? No, no, that was a, no. If you had one trade right now to add to the Bills roster, anyone in the NFL that you can. Tomorrow, make the trade. What would you do? Uh, I'd give Derrick Henry <laughs> a, a whole truckload That's of money. That's pretty easy one, huh? And then <laughs> just to, it would take a domination. Little, it would take a little pressure off Josh, maybe. A lot of pressure. Because the best, yeah. the the short yardage back on this team is Josh. Yeah. You know, what I mean the red the red zone running back is Josh. So, <laughs> I mean, the one good thing, like, love Josh. He's a beast. I love the kid. But he's not going to last past 30 running the ball. He's just no. not. He's going to get hurt. It's and it's yeah. happened literally to everyone who's run like that. You know, uh, yeah, Michael I, I Vick, know. Randall Cunningham, Steve Young. The Them gr- guys don't last Steve long. Young was, you know, great. But they just don't They don't last. Man. Still, he still gives me, uh, like, the chills sometimes running. Like, just, oh, yeah. just that so hit the last game that got barrel rolled. So yeah, they had yeah. what they should do or should maybe should have done is 
make try and make the best offensive line you possibly can. Get a running back, and then with Josh, if you got a running back, you know if they're if they're playing the line to stop the run, and you you got stuff on this one on one. That opens up a lot of shit. Up, yeah, yeah. On, on the outside. I, that and I think they need another outside receiver. Threat, maybe yep. Gabe Davis is not your second. You receiver, think OBJ maybe? would OBJ. fit into the squad? Maybe, but there's other teams after him. Yeah. If he's got he's his head cost, on right, he's he, going to cost a lot of money. Too. I think he set an all-time rookie receiving record. He, he, he yeah, he, he's had one of the best rookie receiving seasons of all time. OBJ. Yeah, when did. he's on, he's despite on. all his shit talking and all his I think uh, so. If he's got his head on straight, which they said that Von Miller. Him and Von Miller are boys, so you'd think Von Miller would say, you know, try to keep him under wraps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think if there's anything that and that OBJ, he catches everything, dude. He might be a bit of a chucklehead, but he catches everything. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think if there's anything that sets us apart from other teams for picking up OBJ, it'd probably be Von Miller. Yeah, I think if anything, Von Miller would be like the. The kind of dude that might be able to convince him to come here for a, feel, a little bit of money. I get a feeling he might, man. A little less money. No, no, a lot of people want him. Cowboys want him. No, yeah, the, yeah Cowboys. What, what sorry-ass quarterback? Prescott, he's not the answer. He's a bum, too. Uh, yeah. And who's a better quarterback than Prescott? I dare any Cowboys fans call me at get at losers. I, I, <laughs> no, no. This Rush. is just Andrew. Like, <laughs> Rush. He's, he's better than Prescott. These people on day. ESPN will have you believe that, like, Tua is better than uh, – Yeah, Tua uh, gets hurt. Tua or Jalen Hurts is better than Josh. It's, yeah, don't Tua, believe that. Yeah, uh, Tua – Tua's overhyped. No, Tua is hurt. Super overhyped. Jalen Hurts is better than Tua, though. Jalen Hurts is pretty good. Yeah, yeah Jalen Hurts ain't but bad. But Tua's yeah. overrated. Bum. That Kyler Murray is, too. Kyler Murray's Kyle Murray, Kyle Murray just got to get off call duty. <laughs> Doesn't he got something written in his contract where he's got to like stu- he's got to study tape so many hours a week? Yeah, yeah. He might That's be like that receiver contract. from the uh, seventies. You got to be smart to play quarterback. You can't absolutely. Just have, you got to be reading defenses. Yeah, and yeah you tri- can't just have all. You can have all the physical gifts. That's like somebody mentioned earlier. Who was it? Jeff George. That was a guy. They said he had a. There was a quote. I think it was a Buffalo player. He said he had a million dollar. Arm and a five cent head. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be able, you got to be smart, you know, and Absolutely. you got to get the people to rally behind you. You got to be a good leader, I, right? You, know? you got to have the personality yeah. to carry carry the team. Yeah. I, actually, if this question, uh, Choop said to your dad, "Who who will you trade for?" Uh, I don't know. See, that's hard for me because like. I know a decent amount about like Buffalo Bills football, but other than that, I'm kind of you know you can pick anyone. blank you, after that. You can pick anyone. You can say Hence Mike. why I always when I do fantasy year after year, I have to do it with Dad because I don't know enough about it to do it on my own. All right, Choo- do. Um, I think honestly, I think I'd probably say Henry too. Honestly, just because I think Henry on yeah, our team would a, be a force. That's a smart answer. Yeah, um, I think he'd be a force for yeah, sure. Yeah, that guy's a beast. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to think on it. It's, there's there's a lot of fucking. There's the a lot of running good guys back out there, man. but then again, I'm not going offense. I'm going with uh, I'm That's, going with, uh, like a a good safety. We got pretty good corners. Yeah, our corners right. is good, or, but I would say that Sauce Gardner maybe. But yeah, we, that's we got, a good pick. We got good corners though. He's young. Yeah, yeah. But but if I had to pick offense, I go CMC. Yeah, he gets hurt all the time though. Yeah. Well, yeah, if he's healthy, man. Yeah, he, they put a lot of stock into him, huh? Yeah, if he's healthy. Yeah, yeah you keep that dude healthy. You're he, The Niners a, just gave up the farm to get him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they put a lot of stock well, into him. Well, the Niners, it's worth it. The Niners look like they're going to be go to the Super Bowl in <clears throat> NFC right Maybe. now. A lot of people. So. Jimmy G? I like to see Jimmy G get a title. 
Boot fuck Jimmy G. We want Josh <laughs> to get his fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Go wait in the fucking hallway, Drew. Jimmy, Jimmy G can yeah, catch um, his hands before we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, we want the Bills to win the Super yeah, Bowl. C- right. Yeah, CMC would be my uh, <laughs> offensive player, my defensive player. I'm going to have to say, um, like, another, like, uh, Aaron Donner. Cause we need yeah, he's good. Donald. Donald, yeah, yeah, he's good. Because you know why? Our our run our run defense is still horrible. Lazy Frazier, if you hear this, you a big couple of real big fat guys in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, yeah. for real. Like, no, I know. Like yeah, yeah, Kelsey's big, brother. Yeah, what the yeah. fuck? Uh, what's his name? He, he, uh, Jason, 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 Jason Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, right. He's, he's a lineman. He, yeah, he's he, a uh, center. Big he's guy. one he's of the. Huge. Yeah, he's one of the best guys in the yeah. league too. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, um, I give credit to Dawson Knox, but if I could get. Uh, corner, it'd be Kelsey. They're yeah, kind of similar in this play style. I kind of like the. I don't know. I don't like him either. But he, I mean, again, he's the kind of guy. As it's... soon as he put the jersey on, it'd be like, oh, I love yeah, this guy. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, just like we used to say for years about Brady, if he ever played for Buffalo, we'd love him. But or we, uh, he doesn't, so fuck him. Gronk. Yeah. Yeah, Gronk, big meathead. But if, <laughs> if he had played here, they'd be a statue. Right. There'd be a statue. Fucking of him. hometown right. guy. Yeah, too. yeah. 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 Um, the one person I want to get is, I'm not going to say his name. I disrespect him one day at Walmart. Ah, <laughs> uh, I know you're talking about. Fuck. I know uh, James Starks. That he got his job taken away from Eddie Lacy. Meathead Eddie Lacy took his job. <laughs> yeah, he was never more than a marginal guy. Yeah, he was a little NFL. bit of a boss, huh? It's yeah. always nice to hear the local guys. It's yeah. the guy you root for. I was rooting Absolutely. for him. Absolutely. I was rooting for him. Yeah. No, uh, what do you what do you mean? What do you Drew mean? Fucking met him outside of Walmart. Walmart. No, it's we, me and Drew went to school with them. Yeah, yeah in the no, same high school. No, it's because his family come. They're they're good people. Nice yeah, his, family. His, yeah. his brother's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Him himself, he, he for us because I because I was a football player. He was just a cocky uh, athlete. Like, hey, I'm a star athlete. Like, yeah, you're a bust now. Uh, no offense to him. Nah, they are. I always heard the opposite that he was a pretty nice guy. Actually, yeah, he's a pretty nice guy too. Like to the public, but no, he was super nice to us out of Walmart. Andrew was just a dude, dick to him. What'd you say to him? He was super nice to us. Well, he was. But What'd you say to him? I said, like, dude, do you have the uh, forty-four yards on against? Uh, <laughs> he's rigging his stats said up. Shit. He said, no, actually fifty-four. <laughs> I was like, okay. My next question was, um, <laughs> um, you had one hell of a game against Atlanta. I'll say, I'll say uh, Drew's like, yeah, but I was rooting for the other team. How come you stunk yesterday? Dude, <laughs> that's dirty, man. <laughs> no, but because... Lucky he didn't punch you or something. Yeah, uh, yeah he, almost, he, almost, he almost did. <laughs> he almost did, he says. Uh-oh. Getting, All right, getting old Wrap man. Old man's getting angry over here. He's got to go home and this is yell good, at the TV. This is a good time, though. I, I worked all day. I didn't have time to really look at any notes. So it's my okay. dates, you know, because I'm old. We kind of just, but well, we wanted, we're off, but. We wanted <laughs> no, to mostly just go well, off, man. you know, like I, what it was for you. Basically. I'll come on again if it's a related subject or whatever. Yeah, or absolutely. any subject, you know. We can get you back on something, I'm sure. back on. But because the reason we did football season, football, is because the bills are hyped right now. Uh, right now, as I was talking to Sean, I was like, okay, this, or I was talking to you guys earlier. Can I'll, I be White Eagle or something like my name if I come no, on you, again? No, you be. What's uh, your name? Scooby Doo? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Scrappy Doo, Scooby Doo, <laughs> and Dooby Doo. <laughs> Can I be Dooby Doo, please? No, no, I'm Dooby Doo. <laughs> uh, I want to be Scrappy. He's the man. But, um, Remember those old commercials? He's in the house, Dooby. 
Doobie doo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah the, um, like right now with uh, Josh Allen's situation, will you bench him for uh, Minnesota? Yes. Or you- they got to win division. Long term. They got to win divisional games. There's 0 and yeah. 2. There's 0 oh, and 2 in the division. Why? So we got to beat the Jets who beat us. We got them at home. And we got Miami who beat us. They're playing us at home. We okay. got we got to win them two games. So like, kind of like what me and Drew were saying on the way here. Also, is I I would we we're talking about how we'd both love to see uh you know Casey a Case Keenum digs revenge game against yeah. Minnesota. I was like, hey, even yeah, though Case yeah, yeah. Keenum's not really you know, that'd be great if we best, beat them. But... They're seven and one. So if we beat them with our backup quarterbacks, yeah, me. that's yeah, making it hilarious. That'd be something. <laughs> and you know they're going to be coming back with a vengeance after this last week because this yeah. fucking that was a little rough, man. That was a little we need rough. so we need a lot of our guys to start coming back. That's going to help, yeah. especially Matt Milano. Yeah. Matt Milano is huge. Missed him a on, lot, dude. Best, best player on defense, and we're getting Tre'Davious White back, lockdown corner. So, uh, so, but because because our safety to get him back, right? Because our safety situation. Do you think White? If I if no, I no, he's not playing safety. He's not? too good a cornerback. Or usually a cornerback will do that. Usually at the end of his career, they'll move him to safety because he's not quite as fast. You know what I mean? Not covering as much. Or, um, yeah, yeah. Or I could see him as a hybrid player, play corner and then go to the safety. Because the receiver, what the guy's coming up, he's just. That young kid they got's pretty good. That Benford, but they got, you know, they're young, man. They, you got to have yeah, we veteran got, back there. We got some depth. Like you said, we got to get healthy, man. Yeah, we'll get there. It, it'll happen. I, I'm, I believe, as they say. As you believe. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. hey, hey. Whoa, no, no. Let's go, Buffalo. <laughs> that was feeble. <laughs> that was feeble. Right, we can tell we're all tired. <laughs> well, yeah, it was funny. I was supposed to go that, and you guys go in, and I was supposed to go back. I, anyway, let's well, go. It's fandemonium, as they say. It's fandemonium. Yeah. Fashion your seatbelts, as they say. But one last quote. Country. One last quote. If Buffalo wins the Super Bowl, they better bring the damn National Guard in our area. And bring the motherfucking tables. Yo, that's ridiculous now. The tables are like 70 bones for a regular table now. These have been, been like $45. I hope you're queuing up with what, uh, I think you're queuing up over there. Oh, I am. <laughs> Hold on. All right, losers. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. No, no I mean, problem, we had guys. A, we had a good episode. It was a good time. I'll come back again. I think, yeah. uh. Yo, this is funny. He's just moving his bike out the way. Uh, no <laughs> Thanks for letting me on the show today. Yeah, yeah. Pops, appreciate you being here, man. Uh, it's it's awesome that, you know, we went from, you know, starting this early, just me and Drew, and wanting you to come on to, you know, being able to get Scotty to join us on this, and then you being here now, it's awesome. You know? Yeah, this is pretty good. You guys we, should be proud to, of yourselves. We've right? got um, to complete the family finally. Yeah. I'm pretty hyped. And Camden, don't get out of this yet. Yeah. We're it's going coming, man. It's coming. All right. it's Camden Rigers We're working on it, buddy. Yeah, he wants, yeah. To, he wants to do a Hot Ones episode. Uh, I, I, don't know my, I don't know my butthole would be ready for that. We already got the sponsor lined up. Talk yeah. about what kind of uh, supercar he's going to buy his Uncle Scott when he gets <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess we're going we're gonna to get on out of here. See ya. But yeah. Pops, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, go Bills. go Bills. Yeah, before I uh, leave you guys, chop out. I'm gonna hit you with the uh, chop out. What Marv Levy told the team after the first Super Bowl loss: "Fight on, my men." Sir Andrew said, "A little hurt, but not yet slain. I'll just lie down and bleed a while, and then I'll rise and fight again." 
Thanks for riding along, losers. Cheat out. <laughs>